1: Other side of midnight, Uh, it is a Friday in December, and I am uh, certainly in a festive mood. Who better to welcome when you are in a festive mood... ...than Ron Albanese. Ron Albanese is a children's entertainer, an author, a school teacher, and a New Jerseyan at large... ...and someone who never ceases to impress and amaze whenever he is on this program... ...whether it's uh, the Christmas season or any other time. Ron, welcome back to the program. Good morning and happy Friday, Frank. Great to be back. Now, I know you do a lot of entertaining, not just of children, but of people in general... Are you more busy during the Christmas season or the holiday season or you
2: less busy or is it the same for you all year round? Yeah, Christmas, uh, the holiday season is one of the big times of the year. It's basically summer part two in terms of, uh, you know, in, in a month and a half, you're doing three or four months worth of events. Uh-huh. Yeah, so right now is a super busy time. What are you doing for Christmas? You know, uh, besides uh, sleeping, you know, uh, I, I, Christmas, I see my family uh, between the gigs, as it were. I work right up to about six on uh, Christmas Eve. Wow. Uh, I'm off Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. On the 26th, I'm back in action. Oh, well, So you, you know, but you spend time with family on the... Absolutely, absolutely. I always make time, especially when my kids were little. I would totally just block out time. And, and be there for them. You know, you, you remind me of something. I used to work New Year's Eve, uh-huh. for example. And New Year's Eve is an interesting one. Uh, people are generally not that happy on New Year's Eve, I've discovered. <laughs> it's starting to set in that they spend all that money on Christmas and stuff. And uh, so I used to work on, on New Year's Eve. I'd be taking these gigs, and I'd be working till 11.45, saying, I got to get out of here because I want to see the ball drop if my kids started staying up, Frank, or something. And I used to be racing home. And after a while, i'm like you know what i'm taking this night off so what do you do with respect to new year's eve now I kind of just hang out. I I always do uh, small gatherings. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of into that, you know. After uh, listen, I see people constantly up until then. Excuse me, essentially. And uh, as such, uh, I got choked up thinking about that. Very emotional. (laughs) And so I just do a small gathering or something. And you know, sometimes though, I have to confess, I look up the old Dick Clark New Year's Eves. Ah, yes, 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 And I look at some of those, and uh, that that's a lot of fun as well. So Ron obviously
1: you know if you follow the news you look at what's going on yeah. and it doesn't matter you know your political views or even your nationality there's a lot to be upset about wherever you come down you know there's you look in any direction and there's something that will upset you and I'm curious how that translates for someone that is focused primarily on making people happy and on lifting people's spirits do you find that to be a heavier lift when everything that's going on in the news cycle, both locally, nationally, and even internationally, is such a downer?
2: That is a great observation inside of a question mm-hmm. because I was just talking to uh, someone about this. Uh, you know, these days I've seen, you know, people always need fun. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's the truism right there. You know, people want to have fun no matter what the political, climate, economic, what have you. But I have noticed, yes... There is a a, a higher level, a, a, a certain degree of buy-in to get people to have fun these days. There is a little bit of a – people are a little stressed out more than ever, well, definitely. I also find,
1: honestly, and, I, and I'm curious if you experience this, I find that people feel a little bit guilty – Having a good time these days, they feel, oh, if I'm doing something frivolous, if I'm uh, spending a lot of, you know, some time just laughing and goofing off and having a good time that maybe that's not the best use of my time. Maybe I shouldn't be sharing a funny meme or a cat photo or a fun song (laughs) because there's uh, people dying in the Middle East and uh, people dying of drug overdoses and cities going broke uh, trying to take care of migrants. And there's almost this guilt that, oh, no, no, every fiber of my being has to be spent dealing with these real problems, I can't be goofing off listening to Ron Albanese.
2: Can you give us somehow a justification for goofing (laughs) off? I think cutting loose is definitely on the wane a little bit, like you said, because there's all these other considerations that come first. So while I think the buy-in is tougher, I think that people having fun is just part of the spectrum of emotion. So I, I think it's there. It just needs to be activated, and you need someone like Ron Albanese to do it. Yes, (laughs) naturally. By the way, if
1: people are interested in learning more about you, either seeing your music or just kind of learning your
2: whole deal, what's the best place for them to do that? I would go right to Facebook and go to Ron Albanese, Children's and Family Entertainer. That's where there's a lot of posts of what I'm doing, videos, and on top of that, events, uh, what's happening with me. What would you bring us here? I brought cookies? you a little uh, cookie tray. That's from Colander. Oh, my. <laughs> it's the last thing I need, but uh, that'll, that'll go you over. And the boys? really well yeah. here. Well, that's very
1: thoughtful. <laughs> that's very thoughtful. Some good stuff there. Wow, that's very kind. Thank you. Um,
2: are you working this weekend? I am. I am. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be at the Fairfield, New Jersey Library at 1 p.m. And uh, after that, I'll be jetting out to Camelback. And then what do you, what, yeah. what goes on? Now, let's say people come see you in Fairfield. Tomorrow, Tomorrow's show is a full uh, holiday concert uh, show I'll be doing, me and Mr. Guitar, and uh, we'll be doing some holiday classics, revved up in my, in my own inimitable style, and, uh, having, and also just having a great time, again, in the spirit of the season.
1: Now you have a, a whole bunch of songs that, in um, you know, in some are referred to as Christmas coolness. Is yes. there an album specifically that's the Christmas coolness
2: album, or what is Christmas coolness? I do have a song called Christmas coolness that I do in my show, mm-hmm. but my whole. Thing about the holidays, uh, the whole oeuvre, if you will, is Christmas coolness. It's Christmas coolness. Hey, let's do this. And that extends to when I DJ events, I I curate different Christmas songs. Frank, Christmas time doesn't have to be the same time every time. There's a lot of songs that have been overplayed to the hilt. Uh, Santa Baby, if I never heard Mm. that again, I think I'd be a happy guy. When I hear that ba boom ba boom, I'm like, oh no! Uh, well, the weather outside is frightful, and we love Dino, True. but he's got way better songs. Uh, also, um, let it snow, oh. let it, and don't let it snow. By the way, I need to get to my gigs, <laughs> uh, but you know, so I have I pick and choose from the '50s forward. Frank, I come up with a, a battery of songs for kids, for adults and the like that are guaranteed to put a little pep in everyone's step during the holiday season.
1: Now, um, if people want to see your take on uh, some Christmas classics, including uh, My Christmas Card to You, um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, they can
2: go to your YouTube channel? You can go to my YouTube channel, which is Ron Albanese Entertainment, and there are a slew... uh, of, of all different kinds of music and, and songs, yes.
1: Now, uh, w- I would love to play some on the radio, and <laughs> you've been very kind to give us permission to play them, and even our legal department has consented that we can play them, but... Matt Blaze and the radio deep state that controls this program have decided that we're not able to play them in spite of the fact that you've given us permission, as has the legal department. I only work here. What can you say? Right. Um, right. Do you have a favorite Christmas tree? You know, this time of year, my son has discovered candy canes for the first time, and um, he is okay with the way they taste. But he really likes to break them, and he really likes that it's in the shape of a little cane, and he likes that they're red and white. Yes. Um, my wife the other day made herself a cup of hot chocolate. A lot of uh, a lot of folks have a, a favorite Christmas treat. I was with a friend of mine last night. He is uh, going to his mom's on Saturday. They're making struffle. The, whether it's drink, whether it's candy, whether it's food, whether
2: it's a dessert, everyone has their kind of, you know, specialties what are your favorites wow you know i i love that uh christmas bark you know and this really comes in, yes the peppermint v- bark pe- the peppermint one is good uh bloomingdale's for years made one in a garbage can they were calling it whatever and that had like a mix of all different things there's pretzels in there there's crackers there's even white chocolate the underrated chocolate may i add i, I am not a no? white no oh, i knew guy. it I, mean, no. I knew it i knew it where's noam laden i think he will like white yeah. chocolate i'm <laughs> hoping someone blaze no Yes. White chocolate is underrated, I think. But yeah, so things like that. I eat a lot of goodies at my gigs. This is what I subsist on. That and coffee. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm pretty well versed. But you know what? C is for cookie and that's good enough for me. Absolutely. I love pignole cookies, sugar cookies, chocolate chip cookies, uh, gingerbread do you like gingerbread? I do, yeah. Gingerbread I can deal uh, gingerbread with. Gingerbread yeah. is a fantastic flavor. I will even indulge in the gingerbread latte, Frank. A gingerbread latte. No, nah, see, that to me is too <laughs> sweet. See, I, I, I'm, I don't have that much of
1: a sweet tooth. but no? something. That's why I like gingerbread as a cookie. It's ah. it's, it's it's more mild. You know, it kind of has a little a bit of a It's a smooth
2: kick to it. taste. Right. It's exactly. almost a smoky gingerbread,
1: if you will. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Hey, uh, so Ron, if people have not heard of you before, shame on them. Uh, you've been yes. entertaining. entertaining. Entertaining young people and adults
2: for over two decades. How would you describe what it is that you do exactly? You know, ostensibly, I I sell fun for a living, and what I do on top of that is be the lightning rod at Mm -hmm. events. I think uh, I just I bring the fun, and that uh, the vehicles I do that with are, are through music. Uh, through comedy and just having a good time in general. I think I do this in the spirit of a lot of people uh, that we've mentioned before, like Uncle Floyd uh-huh. uh, on, a, on a local uh, level. And I think in terms of uh, pop culture and music specifically, I think I would point to guys like, and don't laugh, uh, vintage David Lee Roth, mm, who really? was a, a, you know, a, a ringleader, if you will. You know what I mean? You've got kind of a David Lee Roth look to you. I, I, he's one of my spiritual forefathers, Frank. And uh, I, I think another one would be uh, Jimmy Buffett, believe it or not. Really? I get That's a great. lot of that, like I'm a Jimmy Buffett for kids and things like that. I People that just, uh, this is what I do. I'm not an astronaut. I'm not a firefighter, but I bring the fun. Jackie Gleason, a big influence on me, huge influence in terms of the physical comedy. When I'm with uh, little kids at birthday parties and stuff, it really comes in the, the double takes, things like that. Um just just lifting you out of the moment, escapism. You know, uh, obviously, I'm a big Santa,
1: you know, uh, Santa file. I guess is yeah, the word. Yeah. I follow the goings on in the North Pole. You know, a oh, lot yes, of these people yes. are focused on the the royal family, what the royals are doing. Prince Harry, Prince William, King Charles, whatever. But Couldn't you, care less. I'm following <laughs> the drama of the Claus yes. marriage. I yes. want to know what Santa yes. and Mrs. Claus are. If there's trouble in Are our the elves the really
2: their kids or well, not? This is a. <laughs> it's very confusing. But, you
1: know it strikes me that a lot of folks know the name of all the reindeer at least most of the reindeer right i don't know that many people can name even a single elf now one of your personas is
2: elvis the elf yes sir. who's elvis the elf elvis the elf is me and what happened uh in in real life years ago I realized that there's a need for another Christmas character. Kids, maybe uh, you've seen this with Carmine. You know, they're a little skittish of Santa. Right. You know, so uh, I created this buffer between them and Santa. It's me, Elvis the Elf, Santa's favorite helper. I work for my boss, Santa Claus. I become Elvis... And they'll talk to me. I'll also hold court and say, do you have any questions about life in the North Pole? And yeah, yeah, they want to ask about the factories. They want to ask about the reindeer. Mm-hmm. And yes, they want to know about Mr. and Mrs. Claus. And they ask me All kinds of questions. This is a lot of improv here. And this is part of what I do during a lot of my Christmas coolness shows. I will hold court as Elvis the Elf. And, uh, you know, they'll ask me questions. Why aren't your ears pointy? Why are you tall? And the answer, invariably, I will say, well, just like you and, and Susie and Johnny, we're all different sizes and heights. It's the same thing. Well, I,
1: I can respect that. Yes. What's one of the questions that you've gotten about the Claus
2: relationship, Santa and Mrs. Claus, if any? A lot of times, uh, how old is Santa? Oh, that's also a good question. How old is Santa is a huge one. And I go into something, how we measure his age, and the last known age he was was in the thousands and things like that. But then if they're thinking further— Technically, or or a lot of times you'll notice a Mrs. Claus often appears younger than Santa. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, ho, 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 well, of course. Ho, ho, he, of can course have, girls. he can have any yes. woman he wants. Obviously, he, he's going to be with someone and, a little and bit and younger. He, he can pull in the birds, yes. Yeah, exactly. And he has done such with Mrs. Claus and really landed uh, something of a trophy wife, I would say, in the North Pole, at least. <laughs> and. Uh, So a lot of times there's a disparity there. Um, I did a gig once and we had a Santa Claus and I was Elvis the Elf. And I was like, ladies and gentlemen, round of of applause for my boss, Santa Claus. Santa comes out and I said, and Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus was portrayed at that particular event by Susie in the HR department. (laughs) She comes out, she's fit and trim. And she's literally like jogging out like... Getting her 10,000 steps, and it was kind of funny because, you know, she was 20-something, and Santa, of course, was uh, timeless. That's very common with celebrities, though. You know,
1: I mean, you know, a friend of mine, my friend Tommy Barlotta, he believes that you can date uh, the—you can go younger or older. Mm. The formula is half your age plus nine years. Wow. But— if there's fame or wealth at play ah. that alters the equation some, somewhat, that's going to shift. And this is it, documented. Yeah, yeah. That,
2: that's going to go downward. Then, yeah, and nobody, say, nobody's yeah. more famous than Santa Claus, right? I mean, he is. Donald bit...
1: Trump, but other than that, yes, nobody. I'm like,
2: yeah, he's, yeah, I would say that uh, Santa owns December. Yeah, that, that's yeah, for that, sure. That,
1: that, um, Ron Albanese is here. If you have a question for him as Elvis the Elf or as himself, you're welcome to give us a call, 800-848-9222. <laughs> that's 800-848-9222. How long have you been as uh, performing as Elvis
2: the Elf? Elvis the Elf came about in the early 2000s. Oh, okay, so and- been around a while, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there are some embarrassing photos out there of me wearing some elf tights at the time. Uh, I just found one recently, and I was like, "Oh boy!" So the outfits evolved a little bit, but the character is the same. Just a good time Christmas guy.
1: I, I, um, I you know, got your email the other day. That uh, you had basically volunteered to appear at our radio station's Ah, Christmas
2: party. Bucket list item. Now,
1: I couldn't figure out if you were trying to get paid (laughs) to be here or if you just wanted to come and and
2: hang out for free. Which was it? Well, um, I could tell you off the air, but uh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Well, I could tell you on the air. I wouldn't wouldn't wait for
2: that phone call. (laughs) It's gratis. (laughs) Uh, But no, you know what? I would love to stop by. As Elvis, that's one of the freedoms I've I've seen I have. If various Christmas events are happening, and I I know people there, and they know me, so they don't say, who is this strange dude? Um, I will... You know, just drop in as Elvis the Elf, spread some cheer, and and you know, just go for it. All right. Well, we we like cheer. That's uh, that's certainly a lot yes. of
1: fun. 9222 Run. Run. Albanese is is
2: here. Well, um, oh, uh, Frank, what do you want for Christmas? You know, wisdom. Wow, that's a tall item. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you help me out there at all? Uh, I want a Hawaiian shirt, so I don't know if I can. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I have.
1: Do you have an Amazon wish list? You know what I do actually. Okay, and I if I search Ron Albenes, does that come up? Or it's a little it something-
2: outdated. So you know, there might be like you know a 2017 calendar on there. <laughs> you know. I
1: really believe that every human should have a registry. I, you know, I don't want to promote Amazon necessarily. Right, but fortune uh, off. You know there are so many occasions birthdays uh you know christmas weddings whatever the case may be housewarming where you don't know what to get someone and I think if everybody in the world honestly yes, yes, had a registry of yes. thousands of items. A live document.
2: Right, right. Yes. It, yes. I like, could this. I like say, this.
1: Oh, I'm going to Freddie's. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm going to Freddy's for a nice Christmas dinner. What can I afford that's on his yeah, He has a Tupperware registry. set on yeah, exactly. there? Let's get a, a but, suitcase of diamonds. Uh, or let's get him the you know, 12th pair of socks that True. he doesn't right. need yeah. that, you know. That, that tie, exactly. you know, yeah, right.
2: exactly, exactly. So that, that, I like that. That's kind of my mission. That is also Christmas coolness. That's right, right. Thank, thank you. Come in handy you this th- time. Feel here, free to incorporate yes, that in your right. <laughs> Christmas coolness evangelism.
1: Let me ask you another yes, question. Sir. My friend, I was uh, I saw my friend Mike Zambluskis last night. Great guy. Do you know yeah. Mike Zambluskis at all? I think I've heard you mention a name. Probably, actually. yeah. It's yeah. got one of oh, those names. you appearance last night, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you we get- were in Woodbridge. We had a great time. Yes, um, yes. You, speaking of Christmas, let So I wear... I'll show you this lapel pin that I have. It's a, a microphone. It's a gold-plated microphone. It cost me maybe 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I wear it. People love it, right? And so I'm in a jewelry store and jeweler after jeweler is admiring this lapel mm. pin and i uh you know I'm saying, I'm saying oh thank you thank you you know they said oh you know um is that gold i said i don't think so i think it's just gold plated i don't really yeah, know yeah. I, and they said you know i i could probably make you a gold one and i said oh well that might be kind of cool maybe yeah. i'll put this on my christmas wish list one day um how much would that be well said let, let me take a look let me let me weigh it i'll give it to this person. Mm. Probably about seven hundred dollars. Oh, 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 <laughs> seven hundred dollars. That's a lot to a lose outfit. as soon
2: as you take uh, that off.
1: I'm lucky if I have a car that costs seven hundred dollars.
2: <laughs> but listen, you could do the Frank Morano, you know, microphone pin. You can go on Home Shopping Network and uh, you know, yeah, it could I, be a big again, hit. Not for seven hundred. Oh, anyway, so Mike <laughs> Zembleski's. Oh
1: yes, yes, he just started uh, dating this uh, this woman. Really, really, you know, apparently really likes her. You know, they get along. And he asked me the question, and he said, this is a subject that you should bring up on the radio, and I can't think of anyone that I'd rather bring it up with, oh, with yeah, than yeah. you. Because you're, you're into the holiday spirit, and you're, you're down with you know ho- holidayism. He says, what is an appropriate amount of money to spend on a Christmas gift for someone who you really like, but that you just started dating, right? Ooh. Because this is tricky. You know, and obviously everybody understand it's not the amount of money, it's the thoughtfulness. We right. get that and he right. gets that. But you you really are treading in This is a minefield. Dangerous ground. Absolutely. Because if you yes. get something that you know that she would like, but that's way expensive, she might say, "Whoa, <laughs> right. okay." Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's let's pump, pump the, brakes the brakes here as The kids say yes, oh, yes.
1: If you get her a thimble, she might say, "Oh,
2: this guy is cheap. Thimble. I don't want him."
1: Okay, I like to sew. but uh, <laughs> so what do you do uh if you're in that position? Because honestly, right. I feel like around the holiday season, there's a lot of people in that position. You say, "Send me a link." That's no, what you do. See, I don't. I don't no? like that one. Blaze agrees like that one. Yeah, well, yeah. oh, he doesn't. He, he he. The last holiday that he <laughs> celebrated was New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. Please, last holiday. Busy. He's yeah. busy
2: with the legal department
1: over there. Exactly, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Negotiating, trying to get us to play oh, one of the Christmas coolness. Songs. Here's a que- I
2: You have a question for me. I have a question for you right now. This yeah. is very so you, important. your your thing is just to have her pick the gift, then. I would have her pick the gift you know, or drop subtle hints. Make a cute thing out of that. What would you like, honey? Do you like the color purple? What size are you? Now, you have to be gentle there, too, as well. Okay? If she's a size 10 foot, uh-oh, Chongo. Are you divorced? You're divorced, right? I am officially divorced, yes, <laughs> I, from that battle axe. I can't No, ima- I love you. I love you. We were married. We had nice kids. Sorry. I can't Frank imagine why. Frank made me say that. That's not my fault, lawyers. I can't imagine why. You're we're going to edit that out, Blaze, for the replay. Uh, I am officially divorced but I am with a wonderful woman right now. Angela, you're sleeping but you're wonderful. Um yes, I have a question Poor for you. Mike and He got no yeah. insight. Oh Mike, yes, you're answer. just as uh, lost as you were originally. Send me a link. Get her a gift certificate for a Ron Albany's birthday there party you go. show. See, that's the gift Eddie From woman Spiegel, Chicago would like. 60619.
1: If the woman is older than 12, you're really treading on dangerous <laughs> ground there.
2: it's for her daughter sir uh oh yes now here's the thing uh this is a very timeless debate very important and there's no answer i mean there is an answer but nobody gets to one what color christmas tree do you prefer well green i think Mm. well what are you are you teal or
1: something are you blue or Uh, uh, pink? i would say a white christmas tree sir well, so you're talking about a fake Christmas tree, obviously. Now. Yes, uh, I am.
2: There are no white ones in nature. Why? Because but, yeah.
1: that mimics being covered in snow. Is that why? Well,
2: then I would go flocked. F- what? What do you even know? What flocked flocking? Flocking. Can we, we even a, say uh, that on the radio? Fairly non-scientific. Uh, yeah, what the flock is going on? Exactly. Here? Uh, it's a non-scientific uh, kind of process. Uh, Noam Laden might know about this, but you you actually uh, shoot this uh, chemical thing at a real live tree, and it looks like it's been snowed on permanently. Uh, And then you bring it in your house, and and you could tell people this tree is flocked. Do you have a white Christmas tree in your house? I have a white Christmas tree, and I have a pink Christmas tree.
1: You have multiple Christmas trees?
2: I have two Christmas trees, and they're within like seven feet of each other. Now, do you live by yourself currently? I currently live by myself.
1: But you have two Christmas trees?
2: I have two Christmas
1: trees. You know, I lived by myself for three years, (laughs) maybe four I don't think I had a single Christmas tree. Did you have a wreath?
2: <laughs>
1: I don't think I did. My mom would say, Oh, do you want me to bring well, up a wreath? No, it's okay. There are artificial
2: trees, and this is a wonderful thing. Artificial tree tech has gotten so much better. If you remember these in the 70s, they would give you a pole with holes. And the tips were colored, so the orange one oh, would have to go here, and a blue one would go here. It was, was a nightmare. Terrible. Now terrible. it's three pieces. You put it up, you plug it in. Voila! It's Christmas time. Uh, now, so you're not into white Christmas uh, trees? Uh, I don't think so. Um, <sighs> Lisa,
1: Lisa, Connecticut, in Connecticut, who's a, a great caller and a great listener. Hi, Lisa. She's also a musician. Maybe you guys could do a, oh, a duet at cool. or, or some point. But your I name mean, is a sill backwards. We'll, we'll, we'll never get the rights to play the two of you music. Forget <laughs> we, about that. We,
2: we play them in our head. Um,
1: yes. So Lisa says, <laughs> I, I think think that if you get things that you know the person likes, then women like that, you're romantic, and put some thought into it. I hate that answer. It's so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, uh, 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 any woman would love a... Thirteen carat uh, <laughs> diamond tennis bracelet. Oh, does not narrow things down, no, Lisa. No, no, it. doesn't. You got to help
2: us here. Yeah. Work. Listen. All right, ladies. She would love a
1: subscription to National Review. There you go. You need go. to
2: understand we are secretly clueless. Okay, we only play cool on TV. <laughs> it's no help secret us. in my case. Yeah, re- oh no, actually, my- myself <laughs> neither. I yes. I. <laughs> all right. Well, now we all know, and you know, and I know, and everybody knows. All right, let's be heard.
1: My, yeah, my um, you know, again, if any my <laughs> wife ever wanted by me, if she could just go to my Did you get her on Christmas yet? Me, of course I did.
2: Mm, course that's a no-there place.
1: Absolutely. Time is a wasted. I did her Christmas shopping in February. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got things on layaway? That's right. Remember layaway? That was awesome. You pay a little at a time. Yeah, I yeah. tried to get uh our engagement ring, her engagement ring on layaway. <laughs> and the the jeweler that I spoke to, he he thought I was he, I was doing <laughs> Shtick, and, <laughs> and <laughs> sitting no, no, you can't do that. No, um, all right, Ron Albanese is here. We're going to be joined by Nome Laden in uh, in just ah. a moment. Uh, we'll have Ron Albanese comment on uh, what Nome Laden has brought yes. to the news. If you have thoughts on this uh, Mike Zambluskis issue, by the way, seriously, hmm. I'd love to hear from you. How long eight hundred eight four eight ninety two two. My goodness, gal! I, you know, my, ha- my again, we didn't spend a lot of time. Talking about it, but my feeling was it was about four months, maybe oh, around there. Wow, this is this is very nascent. I know. Well, you know, as uh, they uh, they would say on Seinfeld, those weekends <laughs> and those birthdays are relationship killers, and you can only imagine yeah, what would become right. of Christmas.
2: So, oh, forget it. Yeah, right, you're right.
1: Uh, no, Laden's here. Ron Albany's is going to stick around. You can stick yes. around, right? You're yeah, not going absolutely. anywhere. Yeah. All right. I'm good. Um, uh, this is the other side of midnight. Straight ahead.
0: It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano.
2: Hey everyone, it's me, Ron Albanese, and it's summertime! That means it's funner time, sunshine! My mind, sunshine and good times, even when I close my eyes. Sunshine and good times, bright days, cool blue skies. Sunshine and good times are so exciting. Direct
1: Those are the dulcet tones of Ron Albanese. It's one of the few songs that uh, we were able to get Matt Blaze to sign off on. Uh, We spend most of our days going to Matt Blaze, kind of like Oliver Twist, begging for a little food. Please, Matt Blaze, let us have a song, let us have a song. And every once in a while, he approves one. This is one that made the list. Very apropos that uh, Ron Albanese is in studio this time of the morning because, you know, I used to work... With Nome Laden on a daily basis, and then we ended up working at different radio company. Hadn't heard from Nome in several years, and then I posted that I was having Ron Albanese on the radio. First time I hear from Nome in literally years, he comments, oh my goodness, yeah. I love that Ron Albanese. I'm having governors, presidential candidates, <laughs> uh, f- William philosophers, Shatner. right, yeah. Shatner, stars, not a peep. From Gnome. And then all of a sudden, Ron Albanese, who I barely have heard of, that gets a big reaction from Gnome, let alone uh, it is now time.
0: Stand by for the other side of Midnight's news. And its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Marano and news director Noam Laden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story
3: Hello, no. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Ron. By the way, that story is completely one hundred percent true. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> just point that out. Uh, go to the UK, and you realize how bad cell phones are for kids. I mean, there's so much research to suggest just how uh, mentally uh, it just plays on their minds. Uh, Prime Minister Sunak, uh, his UK government, studying this crackdown on social media access for children under the age of 16. It includes a potential ban. They have uh, brought this group together. They've started this consultation where they're going to talk to mental health people, uh, teachers, uh, parents, students, And uh, they think this might actually happen. We have not seen a ban, I don't think, really anywhere in the world. I mean, maybe in places like China and and North Korea where there are bans. But um, in a democracy, there may be a ban in come place sometime next year where anybody under the age of 16 will not be allowed on certain social media platforms. In the U.K.? In the U.K. And uh, so you're talking about millions of kids and they just say there's so much to suggest how awful social media is for kids. And no doubt you guys see this because yeah. you have people who you communicate with and say awful things about you on social media. I I find my skin can be kind of thin sometimes when I read that stuff, so I stop reading it. But imagine reading that is, of course, as a kid seeing that stuff. It's much more intense. And so the thought is, kids can't handle this, so let's protect them because um, social media is not going to, and maybe keep them off all these platforms until they're 16 years old.
1: Well, Utah is doing something similar, and not nearly that drastic, but in terms of uh, requiring parental consent for children, I think yes. that's under the age of 14. I- I'm curious where you come down on this as a teacher,
2: Ron. I mean, um, uh, are, I love are all those
1: kids on social media?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You know, uh, it, part of me, right off the bat, would be no way we're not regulating anything but but, but. however and we talked about this earlier how uh, people are a little different today you know we're almost 20 years deep in these apps and things and it's changing human behavior there is no doubt Uh, they expect me to be a screen sometimes you know there's the human interactivity uh, right off the bat but you know what if I told you uh, there's a way for people to get right into your kids heads as their brains are forming, and then I would say, oh, it's actually reality. And that's what's happening to a very real degree. I've seen this as a teacher, for sure. I've seen it as an entertainer. So uh, while I ostensibly want to say no way, no how, I really do think that some safeguards at this juncture need to be put into place. You
1: know, I I, I think an An 8-year-old is so different
2: from a 14-year-old, right?
1: I mean, in so many different respects. And I've heard when it comes to this argument... And, and I tend to agree with with both you and the Prime Minister that there's a lot of harm that can be done with this addiction to social media. In fact, we had planned to do a segment on this, but uh, Matt Blaze decided that guest was going to go the way of Ron Albanese's <laughs> Christmas songs. But um, the, the issue that I've heard, which I think is legitimate, is that sometimes if you're a teenager... And you're feeling alienated because your your parents might be neglectful, or maybe you're gay and you don't know how to deal with that. Having social media as a platform to talk with people that are dealing with similar problems, it can actually be potentially helpful in some some of these circumstances. It fosters
2: self expression.
1: Yeah, I, there's I don't, no doubt. I don't think it's as cut and dry. As a lot of people make it out to be, especially not for a teenager.
3: Well, this is what they're saying is that the incidence of uh, women—it's mostly girls, by the way, that they when they do these studies of cutting themselves— of uh, mentally, you know, finding themselves uh, institutionalized at, They're at even much more younger ages. much sensitive to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and things that they just didn't see before social media was in place. And yeah. so, you know, is that all societal ills should be blamed on social media? No, but they say maybe this will help these kids out in the UK. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens when this group uh, finally comes up with its recommendations, which is going to be early next year. Yeah.
1: Uh, let me read you one comment that came up in the uh, Morano Radio Fans and Haters Facebook group about, you know, okay, COVID is so left-leaning he's about to get hit by oncoming traffic Uh, there you go uh uh, according to uh now lest you think that the people that listen to the show actually like me uh wow you are anti-israel hamas frank that's my nickname according to one person so you know i just think that there's for some reason and this is where i come back to understanding the need to regulate social media among children. For some reason, people think it's okay to say on social media the kind of things that they would never, ever say to you in person. Of course.
3: I don't know what that is, what, what that kind of disconnect is. You know, I don't tend to look at it, because uh, people will sometimes say, hey, this, someone's writing something about you, and it'll be like, you know, 50 comments or whatever, and I'm like, <laughs> I know there'll be ones that are positive, but the only ones, of course, that I'll remember are the ones that are just horribly negative. Yeah. And so I'll read them, and then sometimes I'll go as far as, like, following through to see who this person is, and it's like pictures of them with their kids and their grandkids, and they're saying just god-awful things, <laughs> and you're like, really? Is this that who this person is? But I think with With teenagers like having they don't know how to digest that in the same way we do. Yeah.
1: Well, that's fair. So I mean, I don't know where
3: I don't know where I would vote on this, but I I tend to
1: think that's probably a bit too stringent as far as that sixteen year old requirement.
3: Oprah Winfrey is so skinny. Have you seen Oprah Winfrey lately? The Incredible lately? Shrinking Woman. No. She is, I mean, she's the tiniest she's ever been wow. in her entire life, probably, that she's been on television. Of course, um, you may or may not know, her, she know this, she's one of the owners of Weight Watchers. Yes. So, as she got skinny, of course, the people who were on Weight Watchers were like, wow, okay, she's really counting those points up and losing tons of weight. And she gave us no indication that there was any reason to believe that it was just Weight Watchers that was behind her weight loss. Uh, now we find out, and I would say this is an embarrassment to Oprah Winfrey, is that no, she, she's not doing it through Weight Watchers. She's using something like a Zempic, one of these um, yeah, these yeah. Um, uh, um, diabetes yeah, diet- drugs right. that you take a shot once a month. And um, so she finally came clean. I'll give her that. She went to People Magazine this week, and she says, I just want you to know I um, I no longer want to yo-yo with my weight, so I am on one of these. You wouldn't say which one. But she says um, – she did say, okay, I'm losing – I've lost a ton of weight, and now I need to have uh, figure out a way to manage – to stay healthier. But she says there's no shame, and there should be no shame in taking those shots. Now, for a while, clearly for her, there was some shame in it, and she didn't want to come forward. But she says, hey, if that's the way you want to lose weight like she has – I mean, she's – I mean, re- you have to see pictures of her. She's really yeah, skinny. Yeah, I got to check this out. Uh, so is her friend Gail. I guess apparently they're both taking the same shot. Very skinny uh, yeah, now. So it's I, not really Watchers. That as goes you As you said, way. at
1: least she came out and said this and didn't create this impression that, you know, she's just giving up carbs. And uh, that's why she's now looking like Callista Flockhart. Yeah, and it, she, yeah, she did
3: give us that impression for a long time, uh, right, I Calista think. Calista Flockhart? <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that a great reference thank you, yeah, thank yeah you, you know <laughs> wow. you could say twiggy uh, I, <laughs> I thought she was doing deal a meal cards personally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember this all right so one more or no yeah please. okay yeah all right so um it's christmas time we're awfully close obviously and i love to see how christmas is spent around the world there's so many interesting uh interesting traditions so um this one is in peru On Christmas Day in this tiny town in Peru, they have a fist fighting festival. This has been going on for hundreds of years. Uh, people, who like uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people who are angry at each other. are most family
2: gatherings like that?
3: Yeah, uh, people who are angry at each other get together. They set up about 15 or 16 fights. Some of these are teenagers. Some of these people are in their 20s and 30s. It can be men and women. Before they fight, they have to announce why they're angry at each other. Then they have about 10 minutes to go at it. And when they're done, they have to hug it out. At the end of the day, they have this huge feast um to celebrate the day this goes back hundreds of years there's all different reasons of why they've done this nobody's really sure of the history of this or why it started but um i double checked on this story because when i first read it i was like oh this sounds like total nonsense right but uh in this tiny town it is really true 10 15 fights on christmas day to celebrate the holiday um in japan you might have heard this one this is a little more well known do you know where the japanese uh celebrate christmas Japan? Oh, they do. Yeah. But um they uh go to Tokyo KFC. You kidding? This is the biggest day KFC of the year. KFC huge in Japan. It is. Uh yes. it has been and there the since the Pacific Rim in general. Yeah, they love Kentucky mm-hmm. Fried Chicken mm-hmm. in Japan. And um whatever reason, this started back in 1974. There's a whole bunch of theories of why Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, became the place to go on Christmas Day. Some of it, they say, may have to do with a commercial TV campaign back then that had Santa Claus in it eating fried chicken. Now, um, they will do about $41 million in sales, KFC, on Christmas Day as people go there to celebrate. They celebrate with fried chicken uh, on KFC, which <laughs> the rest goodness. of it sounds sort of comical, right? I right. Mean, if you, someone told you, Took you to KFC on Christmas? You'd probably be pretty angry about it. Um, in um, let's see if there's one more here that's good. Do you mm. like KFC,
2: Frank?
1: No, I don't go to chains. Um, you Generally, know, yeah.
3: it, it, unless you know it, there's extenuating circumstances, you know. Yes. But
1: no, it's not my not my thing. Nothing against people that do that, but.
3: Um, and one more in uh, in uh, Russia, yes. they do bring in. Uh, they don't celebrate Christmas, but the Christmas tree. It's called a New Year's tree. Uh, They put gifts around it. There's no religious basis to it whatsoever. This goes back to the communist times. Um, But if you go into someone's house in the next two weeks in any part of Russia, there will be a beautiful, fresh Christmas tree that's in the house. You ask people why they have it. They're not really sure. Uh, They know that has some relation to Christmas, but no, there it's all about New Year's. They call it a New Year's tree. They put presents around it. They open it on New Year's Day. Whatever works. like Boxing Day in Australia. Exactly. Something like that. No, thank you. Have sure. a good weekend. You too.
1: And now
0: you know the rest of the story.
1: 800-848-9222. Ron Albanese is uh, sticking around. We're going to try and squeeze in as many calls here as we can. A lot of people kind enough to uh, call in and hold. Robert's on Staten Island. Hello, Robert.
0: Hi, Frank. My The number I have is two to
3: $300, even 350 If you're dating a girl for at least a month and you're at least 30 years old, and she's a keeper, I think that's a good number, you're not a cheap ass. And one thing I bought in the past was bicycles. And even it could be three different things, but if it was one thing, a bike for, a nice, decent bike for 350, that's my answer.
1: Okay, that's not bad that's actually, great I think, show. I think that's reasonable. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate that. 800 Joe is in New Jersey. Hi, Joe.
0: Hey, Frank, how you doing? Uh,
2: this ain't that Blippy guy, is it? The witch guy? B Bippy? Uh, no, no. She, he's referring to Blippy, uh, uh, which Blippi. is like an educational. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Is that you? Yeah. No,
2: no. I'm just Ron Albanese. Joe, how you doing? Yeah.
0: How how you doing? Yeah,
2: brother. What are you in your
1: car? You're on a car phone. Yeah, well, uh, wait, wait. find out whatever phone company Joe has. Uh, <laughs> I want to make sure I never patronize He's on them. A, yes, <laughs> Peter is in Savannah. Hello, Peter. Well Peter. Peter is uh, clearly taking a cue from uh, from Joe's uh, car He's uh, lost phone in his, service. Uh, yes. Humidor. Uh, Charlie is in Hell's Kitchen. Hi, Charlie.
0: Hi, Frank. Uh, so, the topic that I want to talk about, and I've asked both you and your guests, is what do you think of advertiser boycotts of uh, people trying to you know, ruin other people's businesses simply because they disagree with them politically? Uh,
1: well, on my program or elsewhere? I'm totally <laughs> against any advertiser boycott. We don't on this that program. here at WABC. No, honestly, uh, I, I, I think it's terrible. You know, I, I stated this um, when. Um, the a- the Anti-Defamation League and Media Matters for America were trying to organize these advertiser boycotts against Elon Musk. I think it's terrible. I, I mean, I think to kind of muster uh, corporate outrage a- and marshal that to getting people to, uh, you know, not say anything because you don't agree with it, I, I think it's terrible. I, I think yeah. if you want to reach a lot of people... Then then that's great. I I think um, if you want to advertise on a podcast, a radio show or on Twitter or on Facebook, that's great. I I don't think you're endorsing everything that's on that platform. I I think what you're saying is I want the people that listen or watch that show or that movie or that whatever to also know about my products. I, I don't think I am totally against advertiser boycotts, especially on this show.
2: Yeah, it's a little below the belt. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I think it lacks a scruples uh kind of thing. And I think it it like you said, you know, this is why Baskin Robbins has thirty one. And if you don't like a product or what they stand for, you you just privately don't Buy it or use it. Do you deal with uh, controversial issues at all? I mean, I know you're a children's performer, but
1: I mean, sometimes everything has a way of being controversial.
2: Well, you know, as far as my professional thing, no, but uh, I have been at times uh, coerced into speaking at political events. What do you mean coerced? Well, um, hey, you're here. Great. You're going on in a minute. Go talk to these seniors about why they should vote for so-and-so. Oh, Things like this have actually happened, uh, and, and and what do you say in that kind of uh, well? One time I did. Uh, this happened at a, at a pretty uh, big town, and it was a guy running for governor at the time, right? Wow. Governor, yeah. And uh, I had to go up there and speak. I mean, it literally happened so fast. And the local newspaper took my picture. They couldn't believe I spoke in uh, in favor of this gentleman, and uh, they held that photo over my head for many years. Right. But you know, picture I- picture Ron Albanese with yeah. George Wallace endorsing segregation. Uh, that's <laughs> great. Well, thats not quite that, but, you know, uh, privately, I am loaded with with some views and opinions. I think I've really, uh, you know, I see a lot out there. I'm on the road all the time. I go into hundreds of towns a year, Frank, in multiple states. I I do have uh, major uh, viewpoints, but uh, my character, me, publicly as a persona— Apolitical. Can you give me
1: a, a song about uh, why people should not get the COVID vaccine while uh, saying the election was stolen because climate change is a myth and, uh, and nobody should have uh, access <laughs> to health care?
2: How me did you know I already had a song like that? <laughs> yeah. It also uh, covers the space program in Vietnam. <laughs>
1: there you go. If you can get some LGBTQ plus <laughs> issues in there, you'll be all set. Hey, uh, Ron, it's always a treat to see you. And uh, thanks Thank for coming coming in and uh, I'm sorry we're not able to play any of your music or pay you to appear at our party but uh, something tells me others will want to do that in the future again if people want to get in touch with you it's the best way to
2: do that I would go right over to Facebook and go to Ron Albanese children's and family entertainer great Ron Albanese we're gonna do 15 seconds of fame in a moment 800-848-9222 straight ahead
0: the other side at midnight Dine at midnight with Frank Morano
3: Monday no Monday, Tuesday's a Tuesday, Wednesday's a friends and Thursday's a Worst Day, Friday is great, cause I can already wait until the weekend. I should be walking in a lake, but I'm a little late. Can't get my baby because I'm throwing a date.
1: A couple of minutes till the top of the hour. Uh, you see Curb Your Enthusiasm is ending. It's going to be the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Uh, you know, I'm glad. I'm, I'm sorry that it's ending because I love this show and I feel it's still at the top of its game. But I'm glad that it's still going out on top. Uh, there's nothing worse than a show that stays past its prime and jumps the shark. I am uh, not going to be here on Monday. There, uh, We have uh, a wedding to attend on Sunday night, and there's just no way that I could... Be awake to be uh, here in the wee hours of the morning on Monday. I'm not sure what is going to be uh, here on Monday, but uh, I'm sure it'll be something good and something compelling. I'll be back on uh, on Tuesday morning with some fun subjects. Meantime, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to be heard at eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two.
0: The other side of midnight. This is fifteen seconds of fame.
1: Mike.
2: It's, it's interesting that Noam said in Japan they like KFC. What he failed to note was that in Woodside, people like Eno and Son. <laughs> Cristobal, unbelievable.
1: Steve. Uh, Mama Luke, Mama Rusty. Yeah, I denounced Brian Kill Me, a
2: warmonger. I denounced Anthony Weiner, a low-life degenerate.
3: I denounce Peter King, the biggest windbag that ever sat on a barstool.
0: Rocco. Frank, I'm having a Christmas party. Unfortunately,
2: you won't be invited. It's just my purple friends this year. I love Lisa. Don't pick on my Lisa. Lisa, friend me on Facebook. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah and Sid Rules. Mike. Morning, Frank. Where's Waldo? I am here. Where's Hunter? I am here. Where's here? They're on the shelf.
0: Next to the Elf, and Jim Comer's got some Christmas cheer and subpoenas for all. Ray. Hey, Frank, whatever happened to the AC
1: report? I miss it. We'll still do a modified version of it. Roger.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, in South America, I guess they call that fist of it. But these bulls that want to make a pilgrimage to Wall Street from New Jersey, they're going to learn to take the bridges instead of protesting
2: <laughs> on the tracks when they don't get allowed public transportation.
1: Lisa.
0: Okay, so just to break it down, like, you know, like a special chocolate that she likes or maybe she likes a special hat or a sock or like something like, you know, like things that you know your partner, like things that you, you know that they...
1: Thank you, Lisa. That slams the lid on things for today. I'll be back on Tuesday, God willing. Frank Morano.
0: good day.